What's up, Balance Grind family? It is your main squeeze. It is your host, Ryan Adams. Look, today we are starting a part one of a two-part series. We are going to be talking about balancing moving to a new city. Have you ever thought about that? There is so much that goes into balancing moving to a new city. So much so that I had to get two totally different guests with two totally different stories, reasons for moving, and we're going to get all into it these next two episodes. So first up, we have my good friend Pat Miner, who, well, I'm not even going to tell you why he moved. You guys can check it out in the episode. I hope you enjoy it, and we'll see you next week for part two. All right, you guys. So welcome back to another episode of The Balanced Grind. I'm your host, Ryan Adams. I'm super pumped for today's episode. Today, we're talking about balancing moving to a whole new city. So fortunately for you guys, I'm not on this episode flying solo today. I have a good friend with me, Mr. Pat Miner. Pat, go ahead. What's, intro. What's good, y'all? I'm Pat Miner. Um, I'm originally from North Carolina, now staying in the DMV, uh, Northern Virginia, more, speci- more specifically. Um, I graduated from North Carolina Central University, class of 2017. I was Mr. North Carolina Central University, is where I met Ryan down in NOLA in summer 2016, which was the best summer of my life. 2016 was awesome. Um, but that's who I am. I currently work for FedEx, uh, FedEx Ground. I moved to the new city for another job opportunity. Um, and I hope, hopefully today I can give y'all a, a better and more balanced perception of how to move to a new city that's way bigger than where you're from. Yeah, so I feel like for our age, which is like mid-20s-ish, but like 20s all the way to 30s, people move a lot and for like a lot of different reasons like it could be for school it could be like for opportunities it could be maybe you got into like professional school in only one state and so that's where you gotta go it could be for like relationship reasons your spouse got a job your girl got a job so now you gotta you gotta you gotta go with them type of thing so it's just a whole bunch of different reasons that I feel like our Adrian has to move a lot, but I don't feel like people really talk about all that goes into moving because it's a whole process, especially if you're moving to somewhere that's so drastically different from where you're from or whether you know people out there. It's like a whole So I feel like this is like a pretty, a really good topic for us to hit. Definitely. You just educated me on a lot there too. Yeah. I didn't, yeah, like. I know people moved, but you know, unless somebody brings it up, you really don't. I don't think moving is like, well, at least it wasn't on my top five things to do. So, yeah. yeah okay, so tell us a little bit about you. So you said where you moved to and from, but like, give us give us details. Um. So, from as far as from, um, I moved from Warrington, North Carolina. Um, it's real rules, part of Eastern NC. Um, I've been there. I've been in Eastern North Carolina and the 252 specifically since 2004, 2006. Um, 
my mom, she owns some property out there. And um, yeah, that's just where we've been at for majority of majority of my life. Um, I went to school in Durham. I stayed out in Durham for like, like three or four years. I stayed in Durham after I graduated school. Um, Durham is much bigger than Warrington. Um, it's 20, 30 minutes from the cap from the capital. Um, I worked out in corporate in Morrisville, which is in between Raleigh and Durham for a little while after graduating. Um, but this this new city, Arlington, is is like really incorporated into the DMV and the DMV, DC, Maryland, Virginia, like you have three states literally touching each other. And it, it's it's crazy because it, it's, it's just really big. And then you meet people here in Virginia that live in Maryland, then people in DC and Virginia, Virginia and DC is just like, everybody is mixed. And with everybody being mixed like that, you never know what you're gonna get as far as personality. Cause Northerners to me are a little, they're a little harsh. They're they a little harsh? Yeah, they're a little harsh. They don't have that Southern hospitality, you know, they don't speak, they don't wave, you know, they don't nod their heads. Okay. Um, yeah, that's that's been like a, an adjustment while I've been up here because is I mean back home at least from Richmond, Virginia, down south, everywhere I've been, like people are usually on the lighter side of things. Um, up here is more um, I don't know you, don't bother type of situation. Okay. And for me, that's been an adjustment because I'm I mean I, I like people, you know, like. I'm no, I'm that one that's gonna walk into a room of random people and just speak. Yeah. Um, yeah, and especially working FedEx now, I come in contact with a lot of people who don't like to talk, and then those ones that I do come into contact with that like to talk is like is very few. Okay. okay. Yeah. So the people are the people are way different from back home. Okay. So my question is, my next question is, did you like growing up in like a rural area? Were you ever, you did Oh, yo, definitely. Okay, so you were never like, I want to move to the big city. That's the goal. <laughs> definitely <laughs> not. <laughs> okay, okay, so how rural is rural? So I got people in Opelousas, Louisiana. So we call that country, okay? So we got the farm, we got the cows on the land. Like, what's your level of rural? So yeah, like that, we got cows farms. We got tobacco, tobacco, um, I guess you can call it farms up the, up the road from where we stay. My mom's land and her her home is right next door to a horse pasture. Um, so we have like about a, maybe an acre, acre and a half of land where a double wide sits on back in Warrington. So that acre, acre and a half um, with the house, it like sits right next to about three to four acres where horses graze all day long. Um, and that's another thing I consider country when you can walk out to the front door and just see land. Like up here, when I walk out my door, I see skyscrapers. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, that's like, I, I can literally get on the, um, the pools on the roof here in the apartment complex I'm staying now. But the, the and it's, that's really cool. But when I get up on the roof and I'm at the pool, I can see the, um, I can see the monument from my house. Like that's that's really cool. Yeah, that's cool. But that's definitely 
that's definitely more on the city side of things for me. And I um I'm still trying to get used to it. <laughs> okay. Okay, so yeah, you're so you went from one extreme to the other. I'm sorry. So you went from one extreme to the other, basically. Yup, and in a matter of like like that because it's it was a it was I guess you can say it was kind of quick. Like I started thinking about I moved up here in April officially. Okay. And I started thinking about it like around February because the the job offer it happened last July 2020 mm -hmm. and it didn't have an exact start date yet because of some preliminary things I had to go through but at like like I said remember about February early February was just like well why are you waiting you know the job can come through just go ahead and move mm -hmm. and try something different and so it was really it was relatively quick and the job transferred from FedEx uh, back home in Durham uh, well, North Carolina was, it was relatively easy to just go ahead and make that transfer from here to there. So, um, yeah, it was, to me, it was just kind of quick because usually people, I, I think people would say, okay, I'm going to plan this out a little bit better. Me, I just kind of hop into it. Like, as long as I got a job or somewhere to stay, I went with it. <laughs> okay. Okay, cool. So, my next question I ask in literally every video is the expectations versus reality. So what did you expect your move to be like? Like what were what were you thinking? And then what what actually happened? So I, I did think the move was gonna be a lot easier. Um, I mean the job was like solidified, so that was good. Both mm -hmm. jobs were, so that was good. Um I think I was expecting more of like just the move itself to be easier because I took off the whole week before, but I still found myself a week or two after steady trying to move in. Okay. Um, I still expecting a furniture to be there, like you know, the first month or two. Right. I still don't have a couch. <laughs> I've, I'm going on four months in the hardwood floor. Oh my gosh! Four yeah, months. Four months and the couch still hasn't arrived and. It's like I'm almost done paying for the couch. We got the next to be done paying for the couch. So it's crazy. Okay. Um, so yeah, that was some of my expectations. And I wasn't expecting, I guess with COVID and all that going on, I really wasn't expecting it to be this much traffic because I was still comparing it to like Warrington, Durham, Raleigh. Like when um when the pandemic first happened, like everywhere, everywhere you go has traffic, especially in the city. Right. But everyone was working from home. I was working from home 10 months from March to, well, like nine months from March to October, I was working from home with, uh, most of the time. And it's like traffic, there was no traffic. Like five o'clock traffic disappeared. Right. Up here, it was still like five <laughs> o'clock traffic back at home. And I'm just like, and then I got some friends that um I was texting while when I was first moved up here and it's like, bro, this is light. I'm like, nah, ain't no way. This is like, this is Raleigh Durham traffic at five o'clock, which is still hateful, which is still hateful. And over these four months, I've been seeing it gradually increase, especially as when the CDC dropped that mask mandate. It was like, Pew! and then me um, working for FedEx, it was like, I see more people coming back to the office. So they're reordering computers, they're reordering desks. And we're dropping off all of that. It's, I wasn't expecting all that. 
Okay. Did you, how, what's your transportation like? Do you drive a car or what? Yeah, so I can drive a car. Um, it's, so that's something I do love. I do love the proximity of things. Like I'm 20 minutes from my job here where I live now. Back at home, I was living in Warrington, working in Durham. It was like an hour, hour and 15 every day. So, and then I wasn't working in the area where I live like I am now. So mm -hmm. I run routes like two minutes to 10 minutes from my front door. Um, so the same time while I'm working is the same time where, where I'm like, where I want to go eat at this weekend, or what I want to do this weekend, you know, because it's, it's in the city. Um, so, yeah. Okay. All right. So you kind of talked about a few of these things, talking about like the difference in the people and the personality. Everyone's really not trying to talk to you if you don't know, they don't know you. Um, but what other things do you think you really struggled with since? How many other things I was sitting what other things do you think you have been like things you struggled with since the move? Um, I would say town management. Um, okay. That's a big one because, like up here, like I, my my work schedule is much more, I guess you can say hectic, than it was back at home. Like, um, like I'm working six days here out of a seven day week, compared to a three four day week out of seven day week back home, and then. Yeah, like I'm a, I'm chasing a bag. That's one thing, but it's like still I was going home every night. Like my mom and my family got my mom, mom at the crib. My little brother was just coming home, um, maybe like a a month and a half before I left. Mm -hmm. So um, like me balancing my time to make it back home to you know still see my mom, still see my grandma, still see my little brother and my cousins and everybody and still trying to maintain this bag because they pay well up here in the city. Like, yeah, yes, everything is more, like it's more expensive, don't get me wrong, but they pay you to, like, they are paying me now to pay that and still have more money than I would back at home to put in the savings account, have more fun with. So it's, it's just about, but they're, they're paying you more because you're definitely putting in more time. Right. Yeah, so I'm just trying to balance that. Once I figure that out, I'll be in good shape. Okay, cool, cool. Um, what about, did you know anybody in the city you're moving to? I did. Um, I had some friends from back in school and back home that lived up here. Um, and I, I have a cousin that, I mean, she probably stays like an hour, hour and a half um, south. But uh, that's something else I haven't been able to do very well is catch up with them. Does it? I just that bag is called. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, what about like being able to go out in the city? I know obviously COVID is really, but has it been easy for you to like find different spots, like like hangout spots, that kind of stuff? No, not really. Um, so like I said, the FedEx route that I run is downtown. Um and I know like the first week or two when I was on the job, like every day I would go somewhere new in my route. So mm -hmm. that Friday, cause Saturdays are my off days and Sundays I work for like two or three hours. Um, but since Friday was the last day of work when I got off, 
I was like, okay, I'm gonna go check out this spot tonight or this spot. And that's what I would do for like maybe the first two months, two and a half months I did that until I went to majority of every spot on every spot in my route that I wanted to check out. And every like the food up here was amazing. It was pretty much just for the food. And okay. <laughs> yeah, the food, the food hit. Okay, is the food better than back home? Uh restaurant wise, yeah. But my mom and my grandma in the kitchen, <laughs> definitely not. Okay, they definitely don't count. <laughs> they definitely don't count. No, nah, they definitely don't count. But restaurant wise, definitely. But as far as in the kitchen, nah, I don't compare. Okay. All right. Um, have you like made any new friends since you've been out there? And how yeah. how you made them? You saying how what? How have you made them? Um so I've, I've definitely made new friends while I've been here. The first one I made, um, he was a dude, he, he's an Italian guy here in the um, apartment complex I stayed in. Okay. And um, he was at the pool. And I didn't want to be intoxicated by myself. Okay. So, and I was, I was like maybe one out of the four guys out of like 10, 15 women that was up there. Okay. So it was like... Well, that least was, I guess you can say, with with us. Um, and it was, I mean, they were, they they were Italian guys, like they were white. And I mean, you know, I I like I believe in like meeting people that you like never met. And I never I never met no guys like that. And it was like, well, look, guys, y'all want y'all want to drink. And, you know, they were friendly and I wanted to see if they were, because like I said, everyone up here is so iffy, but when you're kind of intoxicated, you don't care. So, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So when I, when I asked them, it was like, yeah, yeah, man, I'll take a drink. I'll take it. So they was, I felt like they was already intoxicated too. There's no way in the world, like, that you just, I don't think, I mean, I've been up here for, it was like a month and it's like people hadn't, I don't, no one had ever gave me that type of response. And he came over there, him and his buddy was like, yeah, man, what you got? We had some Cosmigos, and you know, that's everybody's best friend right now. Right. And it was a party after that. <laughs> it was a party of the pool after that. Oh, L. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so through alcohol, got it. <laughs> yeah, through alcohol. And that's, I mean, me and him still tight um, to this day. Like, um, he took me out to um, Dewpoint. Him and one of the, one of his other homeboys, we had like a guys' night out, and they were showing me the town, and we bar hop. People bar hop up here. Um, you know. So yeah, that. You don't bar uh, hop back home. We ain't got no bars to hop to. You either <laughs> go to the pub or, you know I mean that's it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that was that was cool. That was fun, and I think that's like really. That's really the only um, friend I made while I've been up here. Okay. Have you found it hard to make new friends? No, nah, I feel like I've, I've applied more pressure and or apply myself, more apply yeah. more pressure to myself than I make it happen. Um, I think when you get a lot of friends, oh, I know when you have a lot of friends, like you got to meet certain expectations and it's just like expectations I can't afford to meet right now. Okay. But- how do you think you have like combated the difference in personalities from the north to the south? 
out. Like people not being friendly, people not speaking, like how have you dealt with that and tried to like combat that? Like for so instance, have you like just stopped talking to people? Like you just don't speak, you don't say good morning now. <laughs> no, nah, not really. You said what? That you took a long time to answer. That was a big pause. It, it just depends on the situation. Like when I'm going into work in the morning, it's like, yeah, because now they know me and now I've gotten adjusted to them. So they know I'm going to speak regardless. They don't want to speak back. Okay. And initially when I was going through it, someone told me, it was like, don't change who you are because of what you're going through in your surroundings. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I felt like me, me feeling like I can't speak whether the other person wants to hear it or not. I feel like that would have just took away from like, like my day, you know? Yeah. So as I try to analyze the situation, when I'm in and out of buildings running um, FedEx during the day, I look like, hmm. or when I'm in the elevator with some people, I'll be like, hmm, nah, this ain't the time to speak. Okay. Or I'd be like, yeah, just go for it. And it just, it's really situational. Okay. Are you living by yourself? No. So love was in the recipe for moving up here. Had to have the job first, though, but love was definitely in the okay. in the recipe for the move. All right. So, how did that conversation go about? Were like, were you guys like, okay, look, I'm not trying to do this long distance thing anymore? Like, what were some of the deciding factors for moving? So the long distance was like in the top three for sure. Okay. Um, again, the job, mm-hmm. um, and. Yeah, I'm gonna say that was the only two. Like, uh, well, for me specifically, was the was the job and the long distance thing was um, it was getting tired. Like, even though because we went to school together, we was in school for. I mean, uh, I was a sophomore; she was I me mean, a, a, a freshman. So we was in school pretty much all three, four years um, with each other, and then from 19 to like. 21 so two years we did the whole long distance thing and it was starting to just you know become a a weight comparing it to how it was in the three four years we went to school with each other so right yeah okay so follow-up question do you plan to stay out there or would you rather move back to the to like your home like what's the long move i'm so i'm still thinking about that um, it's definitely been on my mind to stay out here. And it's like, I mean, long as they paying, I'm staying type of situation. Mm-hmm. Because I do, I, I love the, I like, I just love how close everything is. I love the money that I'm making. And I think when the um, other job comes through for the government, I think it'll be more, I have more time to balance me getting back and forth to home, making those um, friend relationships, getting back to things I just like to do. Right. Um, I think that'll come with time. Um, I, I do miss the country. Like I, I miss being able to just like walk out on my porch, just like, just free. Then yeah. I just be able to walk out and like, oof. and then the neighbor situation. I, I like people, but I, I'm not a fan of neighbors. Um, that makes sense. Like it's, it's like this ticking noise that's always on my roof at nighttime. And I, I, I don't like that. And compared to back home, it's like, 
I mean, you, you hear frogs chirping, birds. It's just, you hear earth. Up here, you don't, like, I haven't seen stars one night since I've been out here. It's, it's, it's uncomfortable. Okay. Wow. Uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, I know some stars is up there, but you, you mean to tell me these lights are shining that bright where you don't see no stars in the sky? That is, that is crazy. Sounds <laughs> in real country. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so then, oh, so that's so that's two country for you on your radar. Uh not two country, but it's country. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm dead. All right, that's fair. Okay, so tell us about the weather change. Is it like that much colder in North Carolina where you're from? Like, have you had to adjust it to the weather at all? What's that like? So at first I did, so like right now it's it's hot, like just hands down hot. Mm-hmm. Um, like when I came up here, when I first moved in April, it was starting to warm up back at home, like throughout my, um, throughout my transition, it was already warm at home, but up here it was still cool. Like to me, so I have, you know, I got sickle cells. So back at home, when I was moving, it's already 70, 75 degrees. When I got up here, it's like, uh, mid high fifties, low sixties, and that right there, especially with the wind blowing, is is a lot colder for me. Um, so like first month, it was a getting used to the type of thing because my brother called me like it's hot down here, it's pushing eighty. I'm like, man, I'm on a truck about to freeze. It's low sixties, man. Okay. So th- at first, yeah, that was different, but now it's more like it just it's hot all the way around. Mm-hmm. And I haven't experienced my first winter up here yet. So um, we'll see how that gets like it's next coming. month, October. Yeah, it's coming. <laughs> yeah, it's coming. Okay, so you bring up your sickle cell. Have you like found, been able to find like physicians out there really easily? Like how's that transition? Not at all. That, that, is, that is hard. Um, so uh, Duke, Durham is the city of medicine and Duke has a sickle cell um, a clinic, a sickle cell clinic just for people with sickle cells. And they have the day hospital for anyone have pain crisis, pain crisis come in with your medication. I haven't been able to find anything up here like that yet. Um, I'm still working with the doctors out of Duke because um, I've been with uh, the doctor, my current doctor. Um, he's a hematologist. I've been with him since like I was like seven. Um, so I'm still, especially with this pandemic, we're having Zoom calls and um, he's having my medicine I guess you say prescribe to a CVS pharmacy up here so I can go get it. Um, okay. But I haven't made that, that full transition into a hospital or a clinic or anything yet. Uh, mainly because like one, I haven't found anything. And two, I know what the transition was like inside of Duke from the, I guess you can say um, minority side to the adolescent side when I was like 16 to 18. And that was complicated okay. enough. Okay. Throughout a whole city is just, I, I'm, I don't have the time right now. <laughs> yeah, as long as I'm getting my medicine in uh, and I'm not having pain crises more than two times a week, I feel like I'm okay. You're okay. Okay. Yeah. All right, cool. So give us like DMV vibes. Like what's the city like? What about it? What could you do without? You talked about the traffic, but just in general, like tell us about the city. Okay, so what I'm learning about, so the DMV, DC, from what I see, they love to party. 
Okay. Like, they have this, um, remember, um, who was that street we went to in Oakland? Um, Bourbon, you remember Bourbon? Yes. <laughs> so they got U Street up here and it's kind of like a bourbon. Okay. Without like, without all the smells and stuff. Like they got straight clubs and okay. like people out there in the street drinking. Okay. Um, like that's, that's the type of vibe that gives me DC. And then, so that's nighttime DC from what I see. Okay. Daytime DC, you have like really professional, um, you got a whole lot of professionals around. Then you have a whole lot of, uh, what is it, military. You got a whole lot of military around and throughout the day, they have a whole lot of people out here jogging and running. So it's real active during the day. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, that is, it's, it's really cool. It's, it's, that part of DC is motivational, honestly. That's what type of vibes it gives me during the day, it's motivational. Okay. Yeah, because there's so many people doing so many things and then the scenery is just, it's historic yet modern at the same time. Like you have the water that's brushing up against statues that's centuries old. So it's, it's it wants you, like, I mean, I learned about, I learned about things like this in books and it's just like to be walking these planes these days, it's, it's, it's cool. Okay. Make you feel like you can do anything for real. <laughs> um, so. Yeah. Virginia, Northern Virginia is, so right here in Arlington, it's like baby DC. It used to, you have a whole lot of professional and stuff. You don't have the, the nightlife isn't, the nightlife isn't as nearly as extravagant as DC. Um, you have to go to DC for that, but during the daytime, they give you the same vibe. Like they have a lot of security buildings around here. The Pentagon, I'll stay like five minutes from the Pentagon. Um, it's historic, the Arlington Cemetery is like five minutes. Um, so all that type of stuff is, is really cool. And then, um, Maryland, Maryland is when you get into the, like, at least, uh, what is it? PG County and Kings County and all those places, Wardorf, like, it's like, this is country as I've seen out here, which is still real city. Like you have four, you still have four lane highways on each side, but that doesn't happen in the country. Okay. But you still got all the farms and the land and stuff out there. Like there's a lot of um, there's a lot of what is it, what did they call it? subdivisions? They have a lot of subdivisions up there. Where over here in DC and Virginia, you just got a lot of skyscraper apartment buildings, high rise buildings. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So if you put Virginia, right? yeah, I'm in Northern Virginia. Okay. So if you could live in any one of them, would you still choose to live in Virginia? Yeah, I would still choose to live. Well, no, DC, honestly, um, it's just DC. This is expensive enough, but DC is like crazy. Wow. But if it was, yeah, if it wasn't for the price, I would definitely stay in DC. DC, just because they have more stuff to do. It's like the central place. Yeah, and it's closer. Like it's, it's just closer to everything. Like the, the proximity of things has kind of spoiled me since I've been up here. Like I don't, like a tank of gas lasts me two weeks. If I'm going back and forth to work, um, driving to work in the morning, driving back from work in the afternoon, 12 days, one tank of gas from full to empty of last week. And that's like, well, gas price, when I first moved up here, it was only like $32. But since gas prices have risen over the last two weeks, it's like 45 now, which still isn't bad when I was putting it back at home, like every three days in my car. Right. Okay. That's definitely a plus. Every three. Yeah. Huh? Gas every three days. 
yeah, back at home, it was a guy I had to pull my tingles like every three days. Like if I was going back and forth to work from home to Durham, it was every three days I was filling up. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're right. You're right. That's why I was only working like three, four days a week because right. I was like, nah, yeah. this is crazy. You had to pay your whole gas. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. All right. So my next question is going back to like your move. So what was the most stressful part of your move? Besides like your couch not coming. I don't think it get more stressful. Like four months. <laughs> like, no. like well, the most stressful part during the move was I I I, I underestimated it. Because again, I have never moved this far. This is like a Without traffic, it's, it could be three, three and a half hours. With traffic, it can easily go to four and a half, five hours. Okay. Um, so with me not being moving this far, I'm thinking like, okay, all I got to take is my clothes, getting all new furniture when we get up there, stuff like that. So now I drive, I don't know, my car is really compact. But still, I didn't think I was going to need like six trips. I thought I was going to be able to do it like a two. So... But no, like it was, it easily became six trips in a matter of two weeks. And one night we even made a day trip up here. Me, my younger brother and my um, little cousin, we made a, uh, we left at like six o'clock that night and we didn't get back home till one o'clock that morning because we came straight up here, dropped what we had to drop off and come back because I had to work the next morning. But the stuff had to get up here. Um, so just, just feeling like I had to put everything in place because when I move in, I don't like to move in and set boxes around. I like to move in and go ahead and hang up my clothes, put this where it's going to be because I'm not the one to keep unpacking things for a month. Just go ahead and get it done out the way. Okay. But that created the stress. Right. So did you just have like too much stuff or you just like underestimated how much work it was to move how much stuff was? I, so I think it was both. I underestimated at first. And then it, as I came up here and took the first, second load and mm -hmm. went back, it was like, oh, I need that and that too. Oh, I need that and that too. Mm -hmm. And then two became six. And I was back up here, back and forth for like two weeks. Then I had my little brother drive his car all the way up here with some other stuff. So it was just like, okay, I need, because my car just wasn't doing it anymore. I needed another car. All right. Yeah, and then the move. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. The moving, the moving vans, they were just, to me, it was expensive because it was just like, I got to pay $20 an hour for you. It's a three hour trip, and I got to fill your tank back up coming back. I was like, I'd rather really drive my own. Gotcha. Yeah, and it wasn't that, like, like I said, it wasn't that far. I think we drove that four and a half hour trip one time out of all six times. Okay. All right, so on the grand things, are you happy you made the decision to move? Yes. Yes, I am very happy. Okay. Yes, I, am. I, I am very happy. My mom and my uh, my grandma haven't made up here yet. My mom, my little brother, they made up here a few times, which gives me more like, and they like it, which gives me more like, I guess you could say, confidence to stay. Mm -hmm. Um. I'm really loving the numbers that I'm looking at. Okay. Um, like to be, I mean, I guess you say this young, like my frat, my, not my frat, my line brothers, I mean, him, one of them was on the phone two days ago 
And he was like, man, at 25, he wasn't making half of what I was making. So, and he's like, um, and like, and like 10, 12 years older than me. So to, for him to tell me that, it's just like, okay, all right. Motivation. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm in the right spot. I'm doing the right things because I'm looking at the opportunities that I have here compared to the ones I had back at home. They were good opportunities. They just didn't have this much value as far as in the dollar. And then two, I think my personality kind of was outgrowing my surroundings and, to, and up here in this type of city, once I be able to balance my time better, mm -hmm. I think my my personality will collide with how big the city is. Okay, that makes sense. So you mentioned that your mom had visited already. What has it been like being away from home? Um, it's, it's been interesting. My little, my little brother calls me 50 times a day. <laughs> like he calls me and when I mean, I'm, I'm 25, Dante is 23. So he's not much younger than I am. Right. But he he calls me 50 times a day faithfully. He calls me like twice in the morning, at least eight times on the truck. He just called while we were doing the video. Like he calls me, he keeps me updated on everything, which which I'm glad he calls me like that. And it makes me miss home at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, so that part has been kind of hard um, being away from the house because I don't know, it's just, it's just that part has been making it hard. Um, have you ever been far away before? What's yeah, I've never been this far away before. Like it's it's always been like driving distance and like an hour. Like I said, from Warrington from Durham is like an hour fifteen tops. So and then from Warrington is at least thirty minutes, 20, 30 minutes from like anything. I guess you could say worth doing. Like we have a local. Um, we have like a local uh, grocery store and stuff. But if you want to go anywhere to have some fun, you have to go to Raleigh, Durham, Wake Forest, which is like that 45 hour and a minute, hour and a half um, ride out there. So if if I was staying in Durham, like when I was staying in Durham, compared to when my little brother was in Warrington, it's like, well, bro, I'm coming up there Friday and we can go do this, we can go do that. Or I come up there Thursday, take our work Friday. You know, it was just more, it was easy to juggle things. Appears like it's like a full blown trip. Like you have to come up here with um, the intent to stay for like two or three days, take your off days, have the money because there's so much more things to do. Right. And parking isn't the same. Like you got to pay for parking everywhere you go. Like I've never seen it. Like we got to pay for parking here is like one hundred fifty dollars in the um in the complex I'm staying in. When at home, you know, you park in the front yard for free. <laughs> so crazy okay. yeah that's wild <laughs> man it's, it's interesting it's so it you have to pay for street parking like in Durham you didn't have to pay for street parking and Raleigh in certain locations but and it's not expensive don't get me wrong it's just a hassle of having to do it right. and if you don't pay the meter it's a $50 ticket and it's just like well god I could have paid it two three hours like eight dollars right. Right. The parking garages are like they like twenty dollars for two hours. It's like wow, you gotta pay to park at Target up here. Whoa. <laughs> That's so disrespectful. I just <laughs> bad disrespectful. <laughs> right, I am not joking. Hey, okay. 
I'd be ordering online because I refuse. <laughs> you still don't have nothing like that? No. Heck no. No. I would never. Okay, so the real question is, how many parking tickets have you got? So, honestly, I don't know. Because I haven't called home looking for them. <laughs> my, my mail and my permit address is still in wars. <laughs> oh, shady. Shady. <laughs> so I have no ID and I do not want to know. I do not want to know. I don't plan on switching to my license or my taxes or anything for that, for that reason. Hey, I'm out of, out of North Carolina. <laughs> okay. Okay, so last few questions. One, you're a Christian, right? Yeah. Okay, have you found a church out there? No, it's a guy on the fifth floor. He is very active in getting me to come to his church. Um, okay, cool. I don't know the name of the church, but uh, he wants me to come. So that's going to be my first body to check out when I get this time under control. Okay, cool. So that wasn't hard to find. No, nah, it's like he found you. Gotta find God will find you. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Yeah. yeah, no doubt. Okay. All right. So my last question is a gym question. We also have it on every episode. And it's usually not always, but most of the time, it's if you can go back and do it all over again. What advice would you give yourself prior to moving? Um, if I could go back, um, if I could go back and tell myself, if I could go back and um, tell myself about the move. It'll just be like save a little bit more. That'll be one for sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah, come come with it like at least another G or two. Um, and then I think the other thing would be like don't rush. Like, like don't because like I said that month that month it flew by because we started March twenty third. I said February beginning of February. So it was like don't rush. Like I think I could have gave myself like a two maybe two more months to sit in with my mom little brother and stuff like that because mm -hmm. i think they around like oh he going like you know type of situation and i could feel the type of vibes especially with my little brother coming home on january the 11th and then me leaving like like i said a month and a half later i um i feel like i could have sat there and just hung out with him a little bit more even if we won't up too much so just just give myself a little bit more time and like i've been waiting on the uh, uh government job which is finally coming through in the next 90 days so it's like i think i had more time to kick it for a little while mm -hmm. all right cool man um you have you have a clothing line right say it again you have a clothing line right yes i do have a clothing line um o-minor apparel um www.ominorapparel.com um it'll be kicking off back um most likely in the springtime i put a lot of that on hold because of the move and 
just job transitions and enrolling back in school. So, um, but no later than the springtime for sure. All right, and what's, what's, what's give us some background on your on your line. Like, why'd you make it? Oh, so the purpose of the clothing line is to help bring um, awareness to sickle cell disease. Uh, my logo, if you or anyone that's listening to the podcast checks out ominapparel.com, you'll see the logo. It's um, it's composed of sickle cells, essentially. Like our cells are like bananas or crescent moons compared to other cells, which are like full moons or um, circles. And... Um, I created that with the help of this guy from Portuguese to help bring that value to the brand for people who have sickle cells, families that support people with sickle cells, and people that just want to learn more about it. Because it's you would think like you would think with that disease being around as long as it had, people would know more about it. But it's still a lot of people uneducated about it, and that's the goal. Yeah, dope. Actually, I think that's a really dope idea. And really impactful. Well, Pat, thank you for coming on today. I really appreciate it. You are hilarious. <laughs> I'm just telling the truth. The, <laughs> if you're if you're a country person looking to move to the city, just make sure you got everything in order because you're gonna miss things that you can't get here. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Check us out on our next episode. See you soon.